Broadcasting from the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studios. You'd rather be here. We are KCIM. Wednesday morning, it's John Ryan, Nathan Cones, and a very special guest in the studio with us this morning. We hope to have two, and we hope to eventually have two by the end of the interview, but uh, we'll see about that. He'll get here. He better get here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Kimberly Tiefenthaler, the executive director of the Chamber and uh, Carroll County Growth Partnership with us here this morning. And we're going to be joined with Aaron Quaker, the city manager, here before too long. But uh, the ball falls on you, Kimberly. You've got to take it and run with it here this morning. So you're going to bear the brunt of all of our hard questions for now. And the first one. Chiefs Niners, what do you got? Oh, boy. I know. See, oh we're boy. jumping right into the deep end here. <laughs> uh, you know, I got nothing. Uh, I'm going to stay neutral. <laughs> you have to pick. I yes. do? You have I'm to gonna pick. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You Chiefs. have chosen okay. poorly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, see Sunday. Anti-Brock Purdy is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's what I'm getting, too. No. All right. So That's an Indiana Jones quote, by the way, if you didn't catch that. What's the, that? The Last Crusade, when I, he, he I, drinks I, the cup from the grail, and then he, you've chosen poorly. Nobody. nobody? Oh, Seriously, yeah. anything past the first one was awful. I, I didn't <laughs> watch any of them. After so. three, it was bad. Well, should we talk business here a little bit? Uh, uh, we while, we, while we're waiting for Aaron, let's talk Chamber Banquet. It's coming up tomorrow night. Kimberly, you guys ready for this? Let's, we are. We've done a lot of good planning, and we've got a great a number of people that are going to be in attendance, um, some great awards that are going to be given out. Um, so, yes, we are ready. Uh, we're excited about it, and it's always a great celebration of you know, the year uh, in review, uh, as to, as we could say, and, um, you know, just looking at those folks that uh, work hard and deserve some recognition. And a lot of those folks that get the recognition are behind the scenes doing little things, but those things add up over time and uh, are very much appreciated. So it's, it's an exciting evening. It's always fun to see the people get it. You guys do a heck of a job. We talked about last time you were in here, keeping it secret for the folks. You can grab a seat, Aaron. You're good. <laughs> But the, you do a really good job surprising the winners. They almost never, they're maybe suspicious at yeah, best, right, but they right. never seem to know for sure. Once in a while, we don't get away with it. But, you know, there's a lot of white lies that mm-hmm. <laughs> behind the scenes and kind of through a chain of people that um, yep. those things get accomplished. Deception sometimes can be used to, for a good cause. That's right. That's All right. right. So, uh, Aaron Quaker joining us once again. You're, you're going to have to stay five minutes late, by the way. You've been yes. penalized. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> in his defense, he was doing city work. I, I was I, meeting with the mayor, so we can. I was meeting with our mayor, so you, you're going to have to blame the mayor a little bit. All right, Jerry, we're <laughs> holding you responsible for this. Sounds like so. passing the buck to me. Yeah. <laughs> Your first chamber banquet here in Carroll. That's going to be a fun experience. Actually, technically, it's the second one. Oh, really? We were at it last year. That's I right. was there. I, I I was moving into town, and I called the acting city manager Jeff Kaler just to talk to him, and he goes. What are you doing? Oh, I'm moving into the house. We're going to stay on air mattresses. He goes, no, you're going to stay at my house, and you're and you're also got to clean up and get to the chamber banquet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so second one around. So you got you're kind of familiar with how it all rolls. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be coming up tomorrow night. What time? Is the, what time is that, Kimberly? Five thirty. Five thirty for the social, and the dinner starts six. Six. All right. So that's going to be fun. We're going to try to have the citizen of the year. Hopefully, if their schedule works, we'll hopefully have that winner in on Friday morning. It's not you, Aaron. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. You're putting right. hands up in victory. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Give it a few years, yeah. and then maybe you got a shot. <laughs> but let's jump right into the downtown report. Uh, the assessment. 
Of course, I was at the end of November. A lot of excitement about that report. The meeting you guys had at the end where they kind of gave the prelim review. Uh, it was a full house, basically, at Western Iowa Networks. A lot of people interested in not just business owners or members of the public, uh, leaders of nonprofit organizations, like a large swath of people coming in. But that big report, finally here, 41 pages. And it is a doozy, shall we say. <laughs> a lot of information in there. Uh, so we're just going to kind of run from start to finish pretty quickly through it. Uh, I think one of the first things to start out, off at, and it's important to remember this, is that the positives that they listed for the community, they outright say, we don't see this. We do not see this in the communities we visit. So it's important, I think, for people to remember that Carol is still very well positioned, if you guys could talk a bit about that. Absolutely. I, you know, when, when you read that that report from the uh, people that reported back in, I guess, from the survey that we did a fantastic job of reporting or uh, getting responses on. There's a lot of people that felt, you know, JCPenney's closed, you know, there's nothing downtown. Well, there actually is a lot of businesses, and they really highlighted that in their in their conversations. And and I think the the big picture for us is is we need to promote that now. And and we we really got some preliminary ideas on how we're going to promote that, I guess, would be the easiest way to say it. But yeah, we've really got a good base to work on, and that's what we're looking forward to here coming up, up in the future. Yeah, that's the first thing they mentioned is uh, the information's not getting out. I mean, we need to market the fact that there are those businesses downtown. And yes, there's areas to work on, but first of all, you got to get the word out what's there right now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, well, how do we exactly. do that, Kimberly? Well, uh, like Aaron said, we're gonna we're gonna put together uh, a marketing plan, and we're gonna work with um, you know IEDA has some thoughts and ideas about that, and they also have um, a specialist that we can work with. But we've got local people too, local um, um, specialists that we can work with to put together things like that. So, you know, I think it's pulling people together that already know how to do that locally and mm -hmm. and executing that. So. I think I think it'll be good. Is this the first time like the, the the city and the chamber are really in sync with with this kind of a project? I don't know. Aaron can't really speak about the history of it, but you know, it's 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 always seemed like the chamber has been on board with something, and then maybe the city isn't. You know, my understanding is I, I would have to answer that and say yes um, from just conversations that, I, that I've had um, about the past, and and I've had a lot of good conversations um, with prior directors and board members, um, I think, you know, I think we're positioned better than we have been maybe ever and certainly in a long time for the chamber and the city to work closely together and to execute this and to do it well. And Aaron, your, your, your experience at other cities as, as they were, have they worked with the chambers that closely with the city and the chamber? Yes and no. Um, one of the things I'm going to, I'm going to kind of sidestep that question and just kind of talk about what I had, what coming into this community. One of the things I really wanted to do is build relationships with a number of different people in the community, and obviously building a relationship and working relationship with the chamber was extremely important to me because that is our economic growth partner um, to work with, and and. I'd, I'd heard some rumblings. I'm, you know, there's no, 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 nobody at fault per se, but it, w it was just something that I was really focused on trying to build that relationship and making sure we had a good working relationship to work on. And, and th these are conversations that I think a lot of times are had kind of privately. Things that I've noticed, uh, just back and forth with business leaders, city officials, whatever you want to say on that end. Uh, I would argue that the last year for the chamber is the best I've seen in my time in Carroll, and I bet you could go even further than back since the turn of the millennium. Uh, it was it was really remarkable 
2023, I think, for the Carroll Chamber and CCGP, which obviously benefits Carroll at large. So it is worth saying that. Uh, so thank you for saying yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I, you just have to look for it. Not everything they do is is very visible. So well, keep an to, eye on that. Right. To, to add on to that, I'm I don't think that's just you know a peak for us. I think that's a base floor for us. I think that's mm-hmm. um, that's a starting point. And, and I'm and yes, I am a half, glass half full guy, um, but. I think that's where we can take that as a launch pad and just keep working. To yeah. keep right, and I would say that's our better. intention as well. So the assessment was pretty brutal on some things. Uh, when they when they went some things you, you need to do, <laughs> they talked about some buildings like this building definitely needs oh, yeah. some improvement. Uh, the J.C. Penney thing. I mean, they're like just get over it. It's gone. <laughs> Forget about it yeah, and yeah. move on. But they also talked about things like uh, gathering spaces, like outdoor mm-hmm. event spaces. Is that one of the top priorities for you guys? So there's a space in between uh, the movie theater and uh, just around the corner uh, that we have been talking with uh, Fridley's about, um, and there's an opportunity there. And you know we know the movie theater might want to expand sometimes, so we have to be careful what we do in that space. But we can certainly do something, uh, you know, that um, will will last five, seven years, however long uh, we can have that space. So I think there are, there are opportunities. Uh, to create green spaces and, and gathering spaces, um, maybe soften up some spaces, uh, if you will. But um, and you know we've got a, a depot area too, a nice green space that doesn't get used. That's something that we're talking about as well. Is what what can we do with that space? And we've been talking about that for uh, you know a couple of years now. That's where the city comes in. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and we're. We're looking at. I think one of the well, one of the other things I thought was pretty interesting in there is they talked about artwork, and I think there's a there's an opportunity where maybe we can look at putting together a plan to uh, put some artwork along Adams Street and maybe on uh, Fifth Street a little bit, but more Adams Street just because that is that downtown area, and to make that even more of a destination type place for people to go to. Um, I think our the, the big priorities from my perspective coming going forward with this are kind of twofold. One is that really not necessarily a marketing plan that the chamber does, but kind of a big marketing plan for the entire community. And I think that's our that's from my perspective one of the big things going mm-hmm. forward. And the other part is maybe doing more of a bigger uh, facade program than what we're doing. I'm obviously you know, I'm sorry, Dane, but you got hit pretty hard with Brown Shoe Fit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but maybe doing a partnership with Brown Shoe Fit there and uh, maybe making that that crown jewel show. This is our first, and this is our big one. We're probably not going to do one quite that big again, but we can still start looking at other uh, facades and be partners with them to make those facades better, too. The city almost needs to be the first domino in the row, right? You kind of have to get that ball ro- rolling, and then the people next to whoever your first project is, be it Browns or who have, whoever, uh, they look at how nice their building is and goes, oh, okay, maybe I won't get, I'm just making up numbers here, $10,000, but oh, if I do it now, I'll get eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then as it decreases, you kind of saw it with the infill housing program as well. When you first got started, I think you had... It was before your time with the city, Aaron, but I think it was like a 10, I think it was 10 infill housing program slots, and then you guys expanded it, right, to 20. Yeah, we had 20 total. Yeah, yeah. but you got that ball rolling, and you're like, wow, this is working, mm-hmm. and you keep going. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that first domino effect. Um, I think it's worth pointing out with the report that all these done are set in themes. So when we're talking about bi- buildings, they're talking about like setting up 
uh, like a design artwork or design standard, that type of stuff. So, really, this conversation is great. Go read the report, guys. It's 41 pages. It's an easy read, and it's fascinating. Yeah. It was really a a good insight into our community that you, you can only get from having people that have an idea of what communities are and about to come in and go, okay, uh, check the brakes here a little bit. It's not as bad as what you think. There are things we can do and do better, but those are good things that we can build on, not necessarily the sky is falling. There's one theme that I thought was interesting. The title for the theme was Capacity. Uh, and which that kind of at front, you go, what does that even mean? And as you kind of dig into it, it kind of it makes more sense. But if you could talk about Carol's capacity when it comes to downtown revitalization, what does that mean and where does Carol's capacity stand? Well, uh, we have capacity to do a lot of things downtown. You know, there's empty buildings, um, certainly, that we all know about and we can look at. There's, there are thoughts and ideas of what can go in those buildings. Um, you know, the downtown resource team talked about things that keep people coming back downtown. And a bakery, for instance, is one of those things that, that drive people back downtown on a regular basis or a coffee shop or something like that. And it, while people are downtown, they're getting exposed to other stores that are there. So um, there are definitely things that we can do and there's opportunities. Um, you know, and we just we need to um, do what makes sense uh, and step forward with with the plan. Thomas Plaza was another one they brought up that like mm-hmm. this needs attention because it still mm-hmm. looks like it's from the 70s. Right. Yep. So what's what is there anything going forward? Is that a priority? It will be. I think that's that'll be more of that next phase facade programs that we'll work to, with, and it'll be part of that. You know, the facade program is twofold. You've got the city slash CCGP chamber, but you've also got to have the property owner be involved too. So, you know, we'll have to, we've got to do some work there to, I think we've got Brown Shoe Fett's attention, so we're, we'll be okay there. But yeah. Are all those businesses individually, they own no, those buildings it's, or it's somebody one, else owns one, the building? One building okay. owner. Um, to piggyback on what uh, Kimberly said, when, when you talk about, uh, I forgot the word. Capacity. Capacity, thank you. Um, What they said in there, they talked about we are a regional hub. We have a large draw from a a, a good region of folks. And that's what, to me, builds our capacity is because the more people we draw, the more capacity we have for different businesses and stuff like that. You know, Retail Coach, the uh, study that they did along with recruitment didn't work out so well, but the information we got from them was really important for us to show us what our capacity is. They made an interesting note, but interested, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it, as they talk about Carroll kind of falls in a bit of a gap, where it's a bit too big to apply for like small community grants, but it's not as big as a place like Burlington or Fort Dodge that has a larger tax base to pull from. And so you're kind of in that middle ground in terms of, you, we can't quite afford to hire like a true full-time professional that would sol- solely be like just downtown business uh, facade mm-hmm. development. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the other side, it's a little bit too big to get grants to help fund that type of program. Is there any solutions to that problem, or is this something you're going to have to find find a path forward through? I think it's a partnership that us and CCGP needs to work on go, going forward. I think we're, we're, we're working on it, and we don't have a lot of good solutions right this minute, but we're, we're working on an agreement. We've got some things uh, with uh, Jim Thomas 
Thompson uh, as he's kind of helping us guide us through that to where we'll have a I think in the down the road a position that's kind of a 50-50 split between city and CCGP where it's economic development stuff like that for the city uh, maybe facade stuff or grant writing and stuff with CCGP and then that that's kind of what our focus is on, on that answer going forward. We could so we could talk for a long time about everything that's in the report uh, and but I do want to touch on this one Adam Steery traffic light. That's that's you Aaron. That's <laughs> yep. that's the city doing that study. That's right. Yep. Say they that again. Said, <laughs> they said turn it up back on. That, so that here, was their here's my response to Jim Thompson. I respectfully disagree. That there yes, there are some issues there uh, that regard regarding uh, pedestrians there are some issues with businesses um, but I think we can overcome a lot of those things with different things um, I uh, and and that's kind of where we're going I, I think uh, the, the one other thing that I think really hit on with this downtown facade or uh, the downtown assessment is, is we have very little wayfinding signs to say hey this is our downtown and that is, to me, part of the priority that we really need to do with our marketing plan is we've got to tell people this is where our program, this is where the downtown is, and this is where you need to go. That seems pretty simple. It, yes, it is. <laughs> but that streetlight is not a wayfinding sign. It doesn't tell people this is where you go. Um, the other side of that is, is the pedestrian traffic and stuff like that. We can put up... Uh, pedestrian crossing signs, you know, you hit the button and you start getting flashing red lights as there's somebody in the crosswalk. I think that's as good or better than a traffic light also. So I think there's ways to mitigate that argument and not, and, and quite frankly, it's saving the city money because those are, traffic lights are expensive. But we can, at a, at a lesser cost, put those things in and still give everybody essentially what they're asking for. Prior to the light closure, I just kind of did my own little personal experiment on it. Obviously, if you're coming from the west, turning onto Adams is easy. It's a right-hand turn. doesn't really affect you at all. Uh, but coming from the east, it gets a little bit tougher, potentially, in theory, right? I did some timing. There's no noticeable difference in wait times between turns. Uh, it's slightly longer, but the difference is seconds. We, we have a council member that has some time on his hands and has done some studies with a stopwatch sitting at the corner. and He went farther than I did. Yeah. And sitting there, he's watched people, and nobody's had to wait more than 30 seconds, which is actually what the stoplight was. So if you're making a left turn, you don't have to wait more than 30 seconds. If you're coming south on Adams Street and you're going to go across, I've sat there and counted. I've never made it past 20 when I'm counting. But, you know, I get past 10 and I lose fingers and stuff. So it might take me longer <laughs> to count to 20 than just 20 seconds. I did notice a shoe in the street. Yeah. So yeah, it takes, take your, takes take you a while to take shoes and socks so, off. But, but. So the pedestrian thing is a real serious issue and that we're taking seriously. The, the traffic issue is important to us. And, and, and our, quite frankly, the commercial part of it is important, too. So we're trying to balance all of those things. And I think there's ways to make everybody happy. It might not look the same. You know, not everybody gets what they want and everything. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a negotiation. It's kind of a balance. But I think in the end, we can get everybody what they need and be a benefit to everybody in the end. All right, two more quick things. By the way, you said this this whole study cost twenty five hundred dollars. Right. That's an unbelievable right. value. All in, it? all done, twenty five hundred dollars. And and to get all this information right. via an independent view is tremendous. So kudos to you guys on that. Uh, last thing I got is uh, Kimberly waffled on the Super Bowl. Forty ers Chiefs. Aaron, <laughs> give me the answer. Who's winning? 
Easy answer. Who has the most Hawks on their team? <laughs> you have chosen wisely. <laughs> and I will note that their starting quarterback also is a, is from Iowa State. So I'm even wa- mm-hmm. I'm walking the fence in Iowa. I'm going to go with the 49ers. The 49ers. So got one Chiefs, one 49ers here this morning. Guys, thanks so much. We could talk a lot about We didn't even hit Hub 712 and, and uh, Court Classic and all that other stuff. I'll be wrangling up. her after this. Okay. She ain't getting out without talking about it. They got plenty more interview to go, but we are out of time. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate Thank a great you. conversation this thanks. morning. Thanks. Aaron Quaker and uh, Kimberly Tiefenthaler with our uh, interview this morning here on KCIM.